So I recently had the opportunity to attend Tony Robbins' business course called Business Mastery Part 2. And it was a virtual uh, event, obviously, and it was awesome. And I want to share three top takeaways that I received from that. And this episode is the first of the three. I'm Alex Martinson, and you're listening to the Life Performance Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help me serve my fellow millennials like you by delivering simple yet powerful insights, stories, and perspectives to help you take your life performance to the next level. Thanks for listening. Okay, so... First of all, if you've never experienced a Tony Robbins event, um, I highly, highly recommend it. I just know there's going to be a day, you know, 40 years from now. I don't know. He's 62, I think. So 40 years from now, you think, okay, he'll be over 100. You know, something about Tony makes you think he's probably going to be doing events till he's 150 somehow. But there's going to be a day where we're talking to, um, you know, our kids or our grandkids saying like, yep, I got to go see Tony Robbins live. Um, there's just really nothing quite like it. He's, he's pretty incredible. He's touched a lot of lives. So here is the uh, first of three takeaways that I'm going to share with you. I'll share the other two in different episodes. Um, he's talking about the number one reason businesses fail. So anytime someone says the number one reason of anything, right? It obviously piques your curiosity and maybe some of your skepticism as well. Um, he kind of prefaced his comments here by talking just a little bit of stats. So this might, might interest you less than 5% of all businesses will ever break a million dollars gross. Less than 5% of all businesses will never break a million dollars gross. Think about that. Because a million dollars gross, like in a lot of businesses, that's a uh, far cry from from the net, what they're actually taking home. And after they've paid everybody, that just blew my mind. And then he says, only 0.4% of businesses will ever break $5 million in gross business in a year. Less than half of 1%. Pretty wild. Okay, so he says, what is this number one reason businesses fail? He said it has to do with a principle called the threshold of control. The threshold of control. So if you were watching this, I would draw something for you. Just imagine a circle. Right in the middle, you've got a dot. And you've got, let's say, three or four dots within there. These dots represent problems or issues that pop up in your business. And these are things that fall within the threshold of your control, meaning they're issues. They might cause a little bit of a, you know, they take some work, but you are capable to handle them. You've done it multiple times over and over again. Um, not a big deal. Certainly not something that overwhelms you, right? It is within your control. And to kind of help drive this point home, I would just invite you to think about a time when maybe you were brand new in your industry. And, you know, I think this applies to people that don't just, maybe people that don't own their own business, but um, are a leader in their business, right? Um, 
someone that leads a team or a department or is an intrapreneur. You can also think about a time that you were maybe a new missionary. If you served a mission um, for your church, you could think about when you were brand new as a parent, you had one baby. Think of something that overwhelmed you. So since I used the parenting thing as the last example, I mean, think about that first time you were realizing like, holy cow, this is a thing. Sometimes the baby cries almost all night. And just when we think the baby's done, he wakes up and cries again. And how do we navigate this? Like me feeling like a bad guy if I'm not up with my wife, but then again, she's nursing. So not much I can do, but I'm going to stay up. But then I'm hammered the next day, can't work. You know, you're navigating that. I remember thinking about that and feeling like, dude, this is out of my current threshold of control. This is really hard. Maybe being on the airplane and your baby's screaming and crying and you're just like, this is this is a nightmare. And so maybe you opt to not take a trip or you, you know, refrain from doing certain things because that particular issue, that problem, it's just outside of your threshold of control right now. So you're going to avoid it as much as possible. Um, well, because you can't avoid everything, you can't avoid the fact that your baby is crying in the middle of the night. At some point that fell within your threshold of control. And although it's still hard and annoying, you know, there's a version of you that if you're like me, use me as an example, I have four kids. So there's times where all four have something weird going on in the middle of the night. You know, one of them threw up, one of them peed the bed, one of them's over here saying he can't sleep, wants to sleep in the middle of us. And it's like, yeah, it's still a struggle, but it's within the wheelhouse now. It's within my threshold of control. And uh, that had to be developed though. It took some time. So back to thinking about business, he says, avoid the type of thinking that would say, let's get rid of the problems in our business. Let's get rid of the issues that we face and let's have systems for everything. So there's no issues that pop up. There's never any fires to put out. Nothing breaks. It's just smooth, smooth, smooth. It says break away from that. Because if you get to a place where there are really no problems or they're all so easily handled that, you know, they barely hit the radar as an issue, then you should be concerned. He said you should be paranoid because this means that your business is stagnant. And this is, again, the number one reason businesses fail. They're not expanding the threshold of control. So how do you expand the threshold of your control? So back to my uh, little drawing. If you think about a little dot that's drawn half an inch outside of this circle, this represents an issue or a problem that you are aware is outside your threshold of control. And what we tend to do is not want to look at it. We want to ignore it or we want to blame it on someone else so that we feel like, okay, I don't have to do anything with that. That's not my deal. Can you think of anything in your life right now that would qualify as an issue that sits outside that threshold of control? Maybe it's a phone call that you've been putting off because you just don't want to do it. You're scared. Maybe it is, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You think about it. So his, his whole thing is, look, 
if you kind of become aware of this whole idea, you think about what are some problems outside the current threshold of control, some things that I feel like would overwhelm me, so we're not looking at them, we're doing this. Choose to look at them in the face. Choose to look right at these issues and run towards the issues. And sometimes when we're struggling to take action, there's a really simple tool for this, and it's just called one, two, three, go. So if you're thinking about, oh, I've got this complex issue. I don't want to get into this. I'm going to have to call, and it's going to get just unraveled. I'm going to have to get this, this rep on the phone and navigate this, which means I'm going to have to call this guy, and I'm going to have to have this awkward conversation, and that means I'm going to have to you know, transfer some money over here the fear will start to set in. Our ego will start to want to protect us and drive us towards some excuse that, hey, we don't need to do this. So we can override that by just saying, one, two, three, go. And I'll literally say that out, 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 loud, some, sorry, out loud sometimes. One, two, three, go. And you just do the thing. And so he talks about if you punch out of your threshold of control and you grab something, a couple of things happen. One, you're getting that thing tackled and done, which is going to reduce some of that noise that was perhaps just kind of going on in the background for who knows how long, however long you've been delaying this thing. But in doing that, you may, you can move the threshold of the con- of control outward. You expand that circle. And so this thing that you punched out and grabbed, it will become part of your threshold inside the threshold of control. All right. Now it may take doing it multiple times, but what also happens is that other dots that were also sitting outside of that threshold of control that you weren't particularly thinking about right now because you were thinking about this one, because the circle was expanded, now those issues also fall within the threshold of control. Your capacity to handle issues has increased and it applies to other issues. So and it might not just be about you personally, but it's you know the team that you had to develop in order to solve problem A is now in place and trained and in a position to also handle problems B, C, D, and E that are now within that threshold of control. So the perspective is, is look, don't try to eliminate problems in your business. Be interested in upgrading the problems in your business. The, the problems are a constant unless you're going out of business. And if you think that you're an exception to that, like, oh, well, hey, don't really have any problems and we're not going out of business. He's essentially saying, well, you are going to go out of business because your competitor, the one that's growing, is upgrading their problems. And he gave some really cool case studies about, uh, you know, companies like Apple that they, they solve a huge issue only to be faced by a massive issue that was caused because they solved the first issue. Um, and so... I could go into some of those stories, but in the interest of keeping this uh, fairly brief, I think just the principle itself is helpful. And uh, so, again, try to identify some things in the past that were outside the threshold of control that now you can see are within that threshold. That's going to help you kind of wrap your mind around the concept. Um, Then think about times where you just pulled some extra strength from somewhere and just got it done. You ever had a situation like at home where it's like, man, I've been meaning to put, you know, clean this garage. I've been meaning to organize all this stuff. You've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. And then one day it just snaps. You're like, I'm done. And you just crush it. You get everything put where it needed to go. You organize all the stuff. You run to the storage unit. It's like, well, what happened there? Well, you just, you activated the extra energy required to just jump out, grab that and get it done. That's the kind of, you know, 
burst of energy and focus that it's going to take to punch out to one of these, you know, things that are orbiting your current, your current threshold. Um, and then once we've expanded it, now we get to see, okay, so what is the next type of problem that's sitting outside the threshold, right? And it's going to be a higher quality issue, a higher quality problem. And that's the game. That's the game we're playing. Um, okay, that's one of three. And since I'm looking at my notes, I'll just throw this in as a bonus. He says, a quote that's often misquoted is something that Darwin said. People often say the fittest survive, only the strong survive. He says what he actually said was the most adaptable survive. And that hit home for me. And he was talking about just the COVID environment of, you know, business during the COVID environment. This is more than just about how we get through last year and this year and maybe the next year. This is just one big example, one big lesson of, hey, whether it's a pandemic or something else, be the kind of person that can adapt better and faster than your competitor. And that's awesome. And by the way, Tony Robbins' uh, company that does all of the training and coaching and events, it's called Robbins Research. They lost $96 million in quarter one of 2020. So he was like, hey, we got kicked in the teeth and then we adapted and they were able to bring it around to a profitable year, which is mind blowing. And, you know, he's telling us this as he's standing on this custom built 360 degree LCD screen tunnel thing that he's built to uh, hold his events. And it was just awesome to see him actually living that, living what he teaches. So, all right. That is the first insight. Um, if you found this valuable, do me a huge favor, share this on Instagram, tag me in it so we can help bring some more people into the community here. Uh, my goal is to just bring you value, value, value every single day in any way that I can. And uh, I think I thank you for the support. I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye.